Hi team, welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals. When we share Beyond the Field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to. Money doesn't have to be scary. Buying a home doesn't have to be painful. And planning your financial future, whatever that may mean, doesn't need to be tough. That's why the content you're about to hear is designed to educate, inspire, and help you tick off your goals. If you don't have any yet, that's cool too. Our team have helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys over the last 10 years. Clients can be anyone from first-time buyers, young folks trying to get a plan in place, or people with extensive property portfolios. We're Kiwis, but we're here to help people abroad too. By listening to this podcast, you're hearing the up-to-date information on all things financial. Sometimes, though, we can change it up and get guest speakers in. From industry leaders, legendary sports stars, local cafe owners, and stories of everyday people. Beyond the Field should help you transform whatever vision you have for your future. Let us help you take back control, remove any fears or doubts, and feel secure. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. And today on Beyond the Field, we are going to be discussing um, the basics of the housing supply and demand. So, um, in a nutshell, great topic. Can you explain to us what this means? What dictates this? Is it migration? Is it the cost to borrow money? Is it lack of housing? Kane. Well, housing supply and demand, it's such a big topic through media, government, everybody, families, barbecue talk. But in a nutshell, it just means one, do we have less or more houses than the demand needed? So at the moment, we have obviously an undersupply of um, property out there. How long have we had this undersupply? Oh, years. Before years. the LVR rules came yes. in? Yes. Like in 2013? We're, we're, we're talking decades. Okay. Um, and one of the, the biggest factors that we do have that plays into the shortage is that we just can't build them fast enough. Um, skilled tradies... Um, funding um, from a, a development point of view right through to a, 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 a um, commercial and consumer point of view. Um, local councils, land, and all that adds up to time constraints for people. So what, producing that takes time. What can we do in, 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 basic, in basic terms to help this as individuals, as Kiwis? Not talking about the government. <laughs> yeah. What can we do to help this? Can we do anything? What can we do? And do, well, do we have to get in touch with our local councils? Do we have to put pressure on them to release land, yeah. zoning? So if you're talking about me and you, well, what we could do straight away is subdivide our land mm-hmm. and create two houses from one, essentially. But again, that takes time because council, time and money so to, if, get, to get that done. If that takes time and money for me and you, imagine mm. how much time and money and what it goes to and the resources spent for mm. a developer to buy a big piece of land. Yeah. And, and do and put 10 on yeah. one big piece of land. Now, look, the mindset of a Kiwi has to change as well. You look at your Londons um, and the big super cities, your Melbournes, big super cities in the world, they have high-density living. Mm-hmm. We don't have that here, but we think we do because we've got apartment blocks. Mm-hmm. So we don't have high-density living, so we've created urban sprawl. Mm-hmm. So we've created, you know, um, and if we're just talking, let's just talk Auckland to Hamilton, we're, we're creating Auckland is going to join Hamilton at some point in our lifetime because of what's happened with urban sprawl. But the change in that is you're seeing now developers going in to your inner city suburbs and buying a full site, six, seven, eight hundred square uh, metre section, 
bowling that and creating terraced housing or apartments on that. That's what we call high-density living. But all of a sudden, you have people appealing to local councils saying, this is not what Kiwis are about. We're about a quarter-acre section. But we've caught up as a city across the world as to being one of the super cities or or a a really well-known place to live. So the mindset, I think, of a Kiwi has to change. Um, I think there's a lot of things... We have a lack of skilled tradies, so I think from a, a schooling point of view, there needs to be some incentive or something done where um, people potentially can start or get trades at school, so carpentries, plumbers, electricians, you know, all that kind of stuff, because what we're seeing at the moment is that tradies are so run off their feet, they're not willing to do small jobs. They're willing to take on big jobs with big margins, but they're turning down small renos, and by doing that, is actually creating a, 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 a um, imbalance mm-hmm. in the housing market because a small reno might be adding an extra bedroom onto a home or a granny flat out the back for someone to live in, but that chippy carpenter, plumber, electrician doesn't want to do that because the margin's not there. They'd rather go build, build two big homes over here. So there's a huge, it, it's a conglomerate of how you actually solve this issue, um, but it all stems of freeing up land, the cost of that, the time of what council can turn that around in, um, and also to re- having really good developers to do some really good stuff with at, and access good, cheap, fast money to do so because nothing comes free in life. That's, yeah, that's spot on. I think uh, I think in terms of, let's just talk about Auckland real quick. Obviously mm. the hub, this is the place where it has the most jobs, the most population. Where do you think, in your opinion, will Auckland be in 10, 20 years? Will it be more spread out or will it just be going up in terms of Well, I'm going to touch on South Auckland. South Auckland, the million-dollar suburb now, and we're just seeing young families and developers go in there and buy up. Buy up because you've still got um, houses on five, six, seven hundred squares out there. Uh, We've got urban sprawl happening. Um, and it's just like Mungary Bridge, that, mm-hmm. that um, suburb will change dramatically. Oh, it already has. Years. Yeah. Oh, oh, talk about Ponsby, where offices are. 30 years ago, this was not we what it is today. It, yeah, but it's such a good example you know? of, of what, what, what can happen. So where um, Auckland will be, you, Auckland will become um, your CBD, used to be your main hub. Now we're having pop-up hubs. Mm-hmm. CBDs around Auckland because of its urban sprawl and being it's so big. You've got Newland, North Shore. We're having um, the Only Hungers go, your South Auckland's go. So you're going to have um, East Auckland. So you're going to have, I suppose, mini CBDs around there. And then that allows businesses to actually um, free up capital and move further out, uh, which reduces rent for people. Also, too, in housing costs as well. So there's a heap of factors that go into stuff. It's, it's a really tough nut to crack, as you can as you can hear from our opinion, uh, around supply and demand, which is not easy. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast today. For more info on this podcast and a heap more, check us out on Beyond the Field on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And hit the subscribe button. Take the reins of your future and feel empowered with Beyond the Field. Beyond the Field.